Welcome to the Private Practice Made Perfect podcast with me, Kathy Love. I'm a business coach who helps allied health professionals run powerful and profitable businesses in the disability sector. Join me for cutting-edge interviews with leaders in the allied health and business fields, along with plenty of practical content that you can use to make your business practice perfect. Hello, everybody. It's Kathy Love here. How are you? How are you? So, um, I thought I'd share up a few thoughts about um, a question that I am asked a lot. I wonder if you can even kind of fathom what it might um, what it might be. And um, this is the question about: Well, how do I kind of sort out all of the salaries and stuff right across my team? How do I kind of get it a bit more organized and kind of get a bit clear on how I can um, offer a career with uh, therapists. We'll just talk about therapists in this particular conversation. How can I actually even offer my um, current and future therapists a career within our organization? We know it's really great to work here and we know why people come here and why they stay and absolutely love it. But how do I kind of wrangle all of these people into to some sort of career system um, that is more than just sort of a series of sticky notes on the on the wall. Hopefully, you've got some sticky notes on the wall around around this one. And this is probably oh, I'd probably take out the probably. This would be one of the questions I get asked the most, particularly during power calls. And um, that's our kind of complimentary, you know, 30 minute call that I know many of you have booked in and it's been, it's, it's, I love it. I absolutely love, love doing them. And um, yeah, so there's that option. And, um, you know, this sort of question of, you know, well, how do I offer a career comes across in all sorts of flavours. And it comes across as part of the recruitment piece. So, you know, clinicians can pretty much work anywhere they want in the country nowadays. They don't even have to be located in the in the city or the or the state. Uh, and then business owners are wanting to build that dream team and really keep people for the right reasons in the right roles for the, the right amount of time. And, you know, we've had hundreds of people register for our webinars on recruitment, hundreds of people register for our webinars on retention. We've got um, a couple of others, some finance and onboarding kind of ones um, in play as well to help you guys guys out. And um, what I sort of find is that this just seems to be a massive gap in the curriculum, this kind of, you know, offering a career uh, uh, piece. And I, and I kind of understand, I, I really, um, I'm really glad that people are calling and, and making these calls and kind of trying to figure out where they are at compared to other business owners. That's probably the most 
often asked question is, well, how does this, how does my business compare to others? And that's often quite difficult for me to, to answer. So there is this sort of comparison either. So other, well, there's also assumptions. Well, other businesses, you know, um, are also finding this hard and I'm sure everybody is kind of in a bit of a mess with this career piece. And um, yeah, you know, all of my friends are kind of really kind of not sure where to go with this, but that's not necessarily the the case. Uh, there are plenty of businesses out there that are really done a lot of work, months and months and years worth of work to really sort, you know, this career offer out for um, prospects and for the wonderful team that they've already got um, under under their under their roof. So it is by no means a matter of well, no one's doing this well. I can you know proudly say um, I can't name many businesses are absolutely getting this sorted and nailing it. And amongst our clients, wow, you know, this is one of our hot conversations at the moment. And, um, you know, where this has to, where this career piece offering, being able to offer a career to a therapist, where this starts, it's kind of right back at the the basics. It kind of starts right back with um, a piece that is so often missed, and that is having a look at salaries and roles and responsibilities. And these don't seem to get planned out. This is all just a bit ad hoc. And I can understand that, you know, in the current recruitment environment, you know, getting anyone interested in the job, getting a couple in for an interview, it's kind of really tempting to kind of just put the money on the table and the promises on the table and, you know, please come and work with us. But I think what's happened over the last few years as that has been playing out is business owners end up with clinicians of all sorts of glorious shapes and sizes in all sorts of levels of seniority on all sorts of pay points and different margins above the award and it really is getting increasingly complicated because there wasn't there hasn't been a point with the business owner where someone has sat and worked with them and sorted out the career structures that they currently don't have and to help them progress through to something way more sophisticated and ultimately way more successful as well. So yeah, totally get the comparison piece on that, but it is by no means that no one is doing it in the market. As I said, um, I've been able to witness absolutely incredible um, superstructures um, and and energy kind of go into, into that piece as well. So I know that it is possible and that it is happening as well. So I've kind of identified that, you know, it, it, it's around the salaries. There's a lot of fear out there in terms of, well, how much am I paying and are other people paying more and the award's just this. So I compare to that and you just end up with this absolute pickle of people in all sorts of places on all sorts of salary points doing all sorts of different jobs. And so, you know, this is where you do need to kind of make friends with the award because uh, Allied Health in the private sector is governed by an award. And um, I'm often surprised uh, sometimes during conversations is that business owners with employees are not quite sure which award and they haven't quite looked at it and so on and so forth. So I 
you know, do get a little kind of tense sometimes. But that's okay. We are all living and learning and being a business owner is a total absolute adventure. So, yeah, that's kind of a good thing. If you're hearing this for the first time, please kind of hunt up the um, award for our sector. Have a bit of a look. Have a bit of a look at the levels and the roles and responsibilities that are identified in there as well. So, yeah, it is complex, but it can be can be organised. And this is where you need a bit of a skilled hand because you can't necessarily just move people around like that because you've contracted them to do a certain level of work. And you can't just go and crash through their position descriptions and change them up. You, you, you just can't. It's just, yeah, you could actually be creating a whole set of extra, extra drama and problems um, in there as well, tempting though it might be. So, this I guess is one of the next pieces uh, is this bit about position descriptions. The ones that I tend to see when clients come and join us, they're pretty light. I gotta say, it uh, would be pretty impossible to measure them uh, and they don't always kind of stack and kind of flow through the different levels. There's a little bit added on here and a little bit trimmed there and it's all on a little bit of a wing and a prayer sometimes as well. And so, you know, this is understandable, you know, this, you know, without great coaching and business mentoring, you don't know what you don't know is the classic uh, is the classic statement, and you don't always know where to start or how to correct it, and you don't always kind of know what a really good, sophisticated, effective career uh, career framework can can look like as as well. So. Um, one thing I am going to say, though, I know um, some of the other coaches, um, Australian coaches, listen in on this podcast. Um, you've really got to kind of invest in your understanding and create some pretty strong partnerships with HR uh, kind of advisors to kind of get this stuff sorted and to get this stuff flowing out to um, to your clients because we're getting an increasing number of phone calls from allied health business owners who are working with other mentors in the industry but are not getting this really, really specific support or, or com conversation for starters. I'm not an HR specialist. You all know that but I have very strong partnerships across the industry and I do get a little worried when there seem to be these big gaps in some, um, some sort of programs as well. So that's perhaps for my curiosity more than anybody, anybody else's. So where was I? Back to um, kind of being able to offer a career and levels for um, levels, that's a weird sort of way, career opportunities for clinicians to kind of work through and how stuck allied health business owners seem to to be with, with this at the moment. So it very much starts with the award. It very much starts with mapping the salaries, roles and responsibilities your current team are on and um, to be understanding the you know really important role of position descriptions and the fact that you can't just go and throw the whole lot up in the air and change everybody's work and you know what they're contracted to do uh, that takes time and well worth the uh, the conversation and the coaching to kind of get those those um all of those moving parts yeah just into their next best um best order so because every business is so unique and business owners are unique and, you know, this is one of the pillars that we have in our programs is we don't have this cookie cutter approach that everybody works through. I really can't dish out a ton of solutions on this conversation, guys. Um, I wish that I could. Um, it's, it's 
because everybody's at a different place and are going to be oh, dropping my pen. Um, everybody's at a different place with this. They're just differently organized. They think about it differently. They've got their own language, which is absolutely what I want to preserve. And so one solution really isn't going to kind of just dish, dish it out and kind of help every single business owner uh, and advisor kind of tuning, tuning in on this. And I guess also out of respect for our extraordinary uh, kind of members who are investing in themselves and their businesses and their and their teams. I can't just kind of just dish out the solution from their point of view as well because I know how hard they're working and how they show up for their coaching sessions and into the mastermind groups. I'm, yeah, kind of really cautious about putting out some blanket stuff um, just out of respect for our, our current members as well. So, Let's just kind of just fly a really uh, a drone level view over what you can be can be getting done. I'd really like to encourage you to draw your current organizational chart, your current org chart, to have a look at who is where and to map and really essentially scribble and document. This is kind of sketchbook materials here to really look at where all of your clinicians are and what their salaries are and what their KPIs are and what their, you know, core roles and responsibilities, core duties, core roles, responsibilities are as well. And I, I think part of the, the tension is that business owners just tend to carry this stuff around in their, in their heads. This is a lot of stuff to remember and to certainly visualise it with a lot of detail can really help you um, see perhaps where you where you need to start. So current organizational chart, stickies or kind of um, information, you know, per clinician, what they're on, what their duties are, uh, you know, those KPIs. And now on the topic of KPIs, when I talk about KPIs, I am meaning not just the billable KPIs. Um, you will have with your position description a whole lot of other super cool, super measurable KPIs, I am sure, because otherwise you will never be able to measure whether they're doing their job or not in a sort of an objective um yeah, with an objective and consistent kind of manner. So get all of get it all out of your head for starters, and get it into a document where you can see it and start to um, feel as though you can move some of the uh, some of the the levers as as required. Now, I suspect one of the next steps, uh, based on what you might have just heard, is you're going to have to look at your position descriptions because these kind of are the, are the bedrock. And this is certainly a sizable amount of work that we do with our, with our clients is to um, get them in and reviewed and get them into measurable language, um, language and statements that measures the, the quality and the consistency with which, you know, they will be performing their roles and also how they, that quality and consistency will be measured, okay? So you can get a measurable KPI on many, many things and please have more KPIs in there than the billable stuff, okay, because you have the extraordinary opportunity to work and develop spectacular humans that are way more than kind of a, a bill, that have way more to bring to you and your team and your clients than their billable performance. So take a really 360 um, view of that. So got the org chart, 
got who does what and what they're paid. Now you're starting to dig down into the layers and having a bit of a look at everybody's position descriptions and sort of starting to ask, well, you know, what do these position descriptions need to be to kind of get that um, career opportunity uh, there? And that is about... That is a it's a it's a great piece of great great piece of work because I suspect a lot of your position descriptions are pretty much the same and people are kind of doing bits of them, but no one's quite measured against them. And for you, if everybody's doing pretty much the same stuff, you've really got some creative thinking and some guidance in your future about how you kind of start to progress out the threes, even maybe progress the fours. Don't know. It'll be entirely up to you to kind of get that leadership team um, operating operating as well. So that kind of brings me back to my drone-like view of your business and sort of some long-distance uh, guidance here is then start to think about the org chart that you do want, your future org chart. So who, what is that expression? The right people in the right seat on the right bus for the right reason. So what will your future org chart look like? And what roles will you need? What roles will the business need? Uh, what will those, what will the detail around those roles look like? And then, you know, kind of plot that out. And then I guess you've got this gap between the higgledy-piggle that you may have now. I suspect many of you are actually making great strides with organising your org chart and getting all of the structure, and that's a good word, the organisational structure in place for your gorgeous clinicians. But now we've kind of just thrown it out 12, 24 months maybe to what you want it to be based on your business goals and how and the crew you need to achieve your business objectives as well. And so that, you know, this gap in between is is kind of the really thought-provoking, the really interesting piece. You know, what has to happen between now and 12, 18 months uh, for you to get this work done, for you to bring this team in, for you to be able to really offer a pretty spectacular career opportunity for coming in and, and working with you um, so that, you know, you can sort of you know, announce with delight and absolute pride that, yeah, 12, 18 months down the track, we've got the team that we kind of designed and, um, you know, with the structures, the infrastructure that we built out, we've actually now got that that team to kind of serve our clients and serve our, our business objectives as well. So, Quick little run through before I jump out of your ears. Um, we are getting a ton of power calls at the moment. They are such a great part of my week. It is absolutely spectacular meeting allied health business owners. Potentially our number one topic at the moment is recruitment and is, is around being able to offer some sort of career opportunity for the current clinicians, but also cl new clinicians that um, business owners hope and anticipate that they will be joining the team. And and then when we start to lift the lid of it, we really realise that um, there are some beliefs there that, you know, other businesses aren't really doing this. Uh, let me rest that you, they are totally building out very, very impressive career opportunities and now managing and managing the business and leading their teams uh, towards those career opportunities. So, um, yes, it, it is a thing and it is being done with incredible results. 
And then when we kind of look a little further, we often realize that position descriptions are a little kind of loose and unstructured. Roles and responsibilities are a little vague and kind of not so measurable. Salaries are all over the place and somewhat discretional rather than coming into sort of some form of structure. And that the award isn't always referenced or understood um, as well. And, you know, I, I kind of also made that cheeky comment that, um, you know, we have conversations with clients who are working with other coaches and other mentoring programs, um, which ultimately is absolutely amazing for um, business owners that they've got that choice. But they perhaps have, yeah, just got some misunderstandings around what's required and um, may not be getting really great current kind of conversation around how to get this work done in their in their businesses. And that just, I know, that just concerns me first and foremost. That's why I'm, I'm mentioning it. Uh, so, yes, it can be complex. Yes, it, it really makes a difference when you do organise and get clear on career opportunities that you can, can offer. I can't give away the solutions. There are no cookie cutter solutions. Um, we don't coach that way across any of our any of our programs and out of respect for our paying clients I'm just not going to even really dish up all of the the systems and um, supports that we've kind of got in got in place as well other than to say a really high level view start with your org chart put in all of the all of your team with their salaries roles and responsibilities and you are going to have to go to position descriptions but you cannot and you potentially you're going to have to re rebuild as such, but you cannot go changing up people's position descriptions and just expecting them to serve these new and remarkable ones. There are all sorts of laws around that. You just can't change it and hand it over and get someone to to sign it. It may trigger off all sorts of other HR pieces that you really want to avoid. Good for everybody to be avoiding. So org chart who you've got, what you're paying them, roles and responsibilities, what's measurable, what's not, looking at PDs, and then get excited about your future. You know, that future org chart, uh, who do you want, where, what will they be doing, what will be measurable, how will you measure it, bit of a salary, you know, some formula around the salary is usually a good a good thing. Our clients will all know what I, what I mean by that. And then to start to think, well, how am I going to get from now to next? You know, what supports do I need? What guidance do I need? How do I need to understand this better? How do I know? if my kind of system um, as such is is working. So um, that is my two bobs worth, okay? A little bit of a ramble, I must admit. Uh, and I guess if you've got questions along these lines, you absolutely know where my ears are and um, jump on in for a for a power call. Um, remember that it's a power call. It's not a coaching session. I can't kind of fix this stuff with you in 20 minutes. Uh, and so it is a conversation about what you're doing, what we're doing and what kind of, you know, next, what kind of some good support could, could look like. So don't be shy. Don't be shy. It's not a big deal. I absolutely love them. I'm in, just intrigued by the remarkable work allied health business owners out there are getting done. So I'm sure we will be talking soon if you've had a podcast if you've had a podcast if you've had a power call with me way back don't be shy you can jump in again we uh it's it's great hearing from um some repeat uh some repeat guys we get to kind of check in on the progress since last time all righty hope that has got you thinking and that helps you out a bit with um yeah this yeah being able to offer careers rather than jobs 
I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Private Practice Made Perfect podcast. For show notes and other resources, please visit practicemadeperfectpodcast.com. While you are there, you can subscribe for future episodes and continue your business adventure with me. And please be sure to share this and other episodes with your friends and colleagues. The Private Practice Made Perfect podcast is brought to you by Experts on Air Podcast Network.